Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Watching the probe on the Joy News channel. Well, tonight on the probe, there's a loud cry of babies across the country. Uh, it's very usual to find these toddlers crying at all times, except that this time round, the reason for their pain is as a result of that imminent danger they face. For days now, lactating mothers in the country have had a difficult time assessing essential vaccines required for uh, these underage persons uh, due to what is being described as a shortage of baby vaccines in almost all public hospitals across the country. The situation is already negatively affecting the health sector as the Ghana Health Service has recorded its first 50 cases of measles, a condition which could have been prevented if the vaccines were available. So tonight we hear the chilling accounts of health experts who are on the grounds and are warning that the situation may become worse if resources are not made available to provide vaccines for the babies. So how dire is the situation and uh, what could we be doing to solve that challenge and what could become a nightmare 
for the health sector. That's all the pro for tonight. We're live on the Joy News Channel, Joy 99.7 FM. It's on uh, myjoyonline.com as well and all of our social media platforms. You can be a part of the pro. Don't forget that we'll return by introducing my guest and telling you how dire the situation is. This is the probe. I am blessed to and you're welcome. Please stay. mother Florence Kwabla is back to the vaccination center at the Adabraka Polyclinic with her baby girl Gladys. Florence is here to get Gladys weight checked and her vaccination shot. She recorded a healthy weight. However, the oral polio vaccine due hair is still not available for her baby. The last time she was here, she was told it was finished. Play with the polio. Always me a lot because the first day we came, they said there's a shortage. Then uh, one month time we came, they said there's a shortage. So I asked them, can I, there's, is there any available at any, but they said there's still shortage at some of the polyclinics and hospitals. Another worried mother is Gifty Odonko. Her four-month-old baby in Shira has also not received the polio and the rotavirus vaccines. She wants government to quickly restock. I'm told there is no polio vaccine, so we'd have to return without the shot. It could expose her to diseases. I hope we can get it at the pharmacy to protect her. Parliament's Health Committee took a strong stand to deal with shortages across the country. Committee Chair Dr. Efriye Ayu agrees that no child should be exempt from vaccination. We are concerned because every life matters. And just as many of us here feel our sustainability has more been because of the vaccines we had at childbirth. We cannot deprive any Ghanaian that opportunity to leave. And the absence of vaccines in the committee's thinking is inexcusable or unpardonable. Well, the Ghana Health Service Director, Dr. Patrick Kumabwaji, has assured stores will be replenished in two weeks. Well, so that's the situation in our public health facilities across the country as we speak. Joining me now to have that discussion, uh, we have Dr. Hilda Mantibia-Boy. She's the president-elect for the Pediatric Society 
of uh, Ghana. Dr. David Tinkran-Chum is the General Secretary uh, for the Ghana Registered Nurses uh, and uh, Midwives Association. Uh, we also have joining us uh, via Zoom Dr. Hadi Mohammed Abdullahi. Uh, he is the Secretary General for the Islamic Medical Association of Ghana. And Dr. Thomas Anaba is the Executive Director uh, of uh, the Africa Center for Health Policy Research and Analysis. Well, so welcome to you, gentlemen and lady in the studio with us. Uh, Doc, you're welcome. Uh, Quite a very unfortunate situation uh, we have uh, going on there in our public facilities. The Ghana Health uh, Service reporting at the last count that we had about 50 cases of uh, measles. But in your statement, you point out that the situation could even be worse. So what are we learning about this new crisis that's happening in the health sector. Okay. Hello. Good evening to all your lovely viewers, and thank you for having us to discuss this very important topic. Now, in the northern region, we have, at the last count, we have more than 100 children who we suspect have measles, and it is very worrying to us. This is something that is ongoing, so data is still being collected And because of the shortage of the vaccines, we expect that there are likely to be many more children affected by this. So the infection is is likely to rise as the days go by. Uh, Is this a situation that's unique to the public hospitals or perhaps it's the entire health system that we're talking about here? We believe it's the entire health system and some places are affected more than others, but generally there are shortages of vaccines and these have been reported from both the private and the public sector. And what we want to do is to carry our listeners along. For those who may not understand the technicalities of it, uh, we've been talking about baby vaccines. There are those who are wondering what's the essence, even in the first place, and what's required for the baby to ensure their efficient development as as a toddler. Talking about these technical processes, just break it down for the average viewer or listener out there. What's required for the baby at this stage in terms of the vaccines? All right, so babies are babies, and they are born with an immature immune system, if I may put it that way. So their bodies are not strong enough to fight the infections that are in the world or in the environment, and therefore we will need to introduce some of these vaccines and in some cases, these are the same germs that will cause the illness, but their strength or their potency has been reduced a bit so that their bodies can mount a response to them, thereby helping them to be stronger and will protect them when they actually come into contact with their real... Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. 
And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. Escuchas ese rugido Sientes la experiencia de poder La emoción de la libertad Ya estás preparado Para vivir tu nueva aventura Nueva Ram 1500 Hecha para vivir Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC Infections in life And so that is really what immunization is about And there are a number of illnesses That we vaccinate against in Ghana We have the polio the tuberculosis so the bcg is giving for tuberculosis then we have the diphtheria pertussis and then we have rotavirus we have tetanus we have measles yellow fever all these are infections or diseases that we vaccinate our children against counting about five do you have a standard for it yes we actually do have a standard for it and i have a you can Share that with us, yes, uh, probably. Let let's, yes. So this is the book that mothers are giving. Okay. So I'll just block the name yeah. out because there's somebody's it's name right. on there's it. So name on this is a maternal child health record book. The mother's information is in there, and the baby's information is also there as well. And it actually has a lot of good information for everybody. Okay. So, so might need that. Yeah, yes. So we have this page which is for immunization and vitamin A supplementation and if you have it at home you can also go through at birth okay. children will get the BCG which is for tuberculosis. Okay. They will get the oral polio vaccine, virus vaccine, zero. They'll get the hepatitis B. This is not really available so that's not giving. But at six weeks they'll get the polio again then they will get the DPT, which is diphtheria, pertussis, they'll get, and then the tetanus, and then hep B, and then hemophilus influenza 1, so pneumococcal rotavirus, 10 weeks, they'll get another set of vaccines, 14 weeks, they'll get another set, 9 months, they'll get the measles, rubella, and yellow fever, and then at 18 months, they'll get the measles, rubella, men, meningitis A as well okay so essentially so, so, this is so, so this strictly has to follow the the timelines yes so i mean these are all they follow a scientific you know so they should, the best practice is they should be given at these times so that the body can respond adequately to protect the child so that is the schedule that we have here so what, what happens if if a parent for instance misses this timeline that we're dealing with uh, what are the implications on, on the baby? All right. So some is better than nothing. So assuming that you have some of it, but you don't have all of it, right. what it means is that you will not have the required protection that we would have loved for you to get, but some of it is better than nothing. And if so, when it becomes available in many cases, they are given. But if you don't have at all, what it means is that you are not protected. And if you are not protected, it means that you can easily catch any of these infections. And you see, we are really also very concerned because 
uh, an illness like measles. My whole time in medical school, we, I didn't see a child with measles. And for many people who finished medical school, let's say 20, 25 years ago, measles wasn't there. But now we are seeing measles come back, which sort of says that we have gone back on all the successes that we sort of chug because these are not illnesses that we would want to see and that is why it is worrying and being an infectious disease means that it can infect other people and if you have people who let's say their immune system is reduced people with cancer the extremes of age so the young the very young the very old pregnant women people on treatment that will suppress their immune system all these people are vulnerable and can easily catch some of these infections and become unwell, meaning that we're going to lose productive time, and some of them may die. You may have disability as a result of some of these illnesses, and that is why we we are really what we did not want to see something like this in 2023, where we are seeing it. So, what can we do now? And indeed, uh, we need to take action because if already we are learning of about 90. 90 cases, over just 100. And, and over 100, over right? 100. Just in the northern parts of this yes. country. Nobody knows what's happening in the south and exactly. other parts as well. And that's why I want to bring in uh, David, uh, Dr. David Tinkranchum, uh, because, Doc, your association is equally concerned about what's happening within the health system. Uh, but, but it appears you're helpless. How are you managing in these tough times? Well, good evening, my brother, and good evening to my colleagues on the call and the doctor in the studios, and your viewers as well. Um, I think it's not a pleasant situation, as has been elucidated by uh, the doctor in the studios. Um, these are preventable illness that we need the vaccines to fight. So it sort of renders the children vulnerable. Uh, 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 and they are in the position to acquire these uh, preventable illnesses. But we need to situate the conversation in its right context. Okay. The Ministry of Health is responsible of procuring vaccines for the implementing agencies. So, for instance, Ghana Health Service responsibility is to distribute the vaccines. So, we need to place the blame at the right uh, place. We think that the ministry must do what is necessary to procure the vaccines. We have about 10 main vaccines. Um, seven of them are available. Three, I'm told, are what is in short supply. I think measles, uh, BCG, and polio. Mm. And some of them are supposed to be given at birth. So it's quite an unfortunate situation. We shouldn't have been here. And we need to take steps to rectify this anomaly. It's not something that should be mentioned at this time. Like what Doctor was saying, we managed to virtually eradicate some of these childhood illnesses, like uh, measles and the rest of it. But it's now running its ugly head. So I think that the ministry should do everything possible to get us the vaccine, so that the nurses can administer them. We are at the at the at the user end, and our responsibility is to administer the vaccines, but if they are not available, we are helpless. There is nothing that we can do. Okay, for, for, now, so what, that, for, for now, what directives uh, are you giving, for instance, to your members uh, as to how they could handle these cases? For instance, uh, if a parent walks in with, with that child and there are no vaccines, what do you tell the person? And how do you handle such a case? 
Well, I, I think what our members should do is that they should just assure them and, 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 and tell them the truth. The vaccines that are available that can be given at birth can be given to them. All right? And then they explain to them that they don't have the vaccine. It's not the responsibility of a nurse to procure vaccines. It's the responsibility of the Ministry of Health, not even the implementing agencies, not even the NIS service responsibility to procure vaccines. It's the responsibility of the Ministry of Health to procure the vaccines. So as far as our people are concerned, they don't have any problem at all. The only thing is that it's quite disheartening when you are sort of disabled to provide the kind of services that you have been trained to, to provide by virtue of the fact that the vaccines are simply not available. So all what our people should do is that when the mothers come, they should just reassure them and tell them that these and these vaccines are not available and it's not their making. So as and when they are available and the time has not elapsed, mm-hmm. they can provide it. But, but scientifically speaking, could we not explore, say, an alternative? Don't you have an alternative in this case? You know, I mean, if, if police is supposed to be given at birth and it's not there, what do you do? There can't be any alternative. I mean, like what doctor said, there are a scientific process, there are timelines within which certain vaccines ought to be given. Okay, it's not like we can just improvise. This is not some of the things that we can improvise. There are so many things that nurses and midwives are able to improvise. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Doctors. But vaccines cannot be improvised. You get a point. You need to have them as at when they are needed and administer them accordingly in the right dosages. So uh, I think that we are in a very precarious situation that we need to quickly uh, remedy. And I think the ministry can, can do something about it. Okay, there's a question for you and Dr. Hilda, uh, because your associations are very much interested in the development of the child. I mean, why didn't you report this or sound the, the alarm bell and try to draw the attention of uh, the authorities j- just to prevent this case before it, it went out of, of uh, I mean, hand? Nurses cannot be blamed for this. I mean, there's stock taking. Okay, if you go to the the end users, for instance, the committee of nurses who administer these vaccines, they take stock and they will report accordingly as of when the stock ran out. They will not even sit down for the stock to run out because, for instance, if you have thousand vaccines and it has gone down to two hundred, certainly you report to your immediate supervisor. So. Their responsibility cannot be laid at the doorstep of Nancy Midwife. I'm sure they did what is necessary. I have spoken to few colleagues of mine, especially those uh, public health nurses and community health nurses uh, at the various uh, centers of, of uh, uh, immunization, and they, they, they did the right thing. So 
no next can be held accountable as far as this is concerned. They did whatever was necessary. They reported the stocks as they were dwindling, just that the decision was not taken. That's all. Dr. Hilda? Uh, so I just want to say that, yes, I mean, there were reports of a few one-offs, one-offs, but then if other facilities have it, then people just go there. So it wasn't anything major until suddenly we realized that it was widespread. And that is when people also started having the infections and all. And so we had so to also come up. So didn't inform the authorities? No, 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 no. Okay. So if we are looking at responsibility, whose job it is to ensure that there are no shortages of vaccines, right. the Ministry of Health, like you mentioned, I mean, that is, they have that oversight. The government, they have that oversight, okay? So they have to, they work with the EPI, they work with all the relevant bodies, and they work with the various facilities as well to ensure that we have stock. I dare say that it's somebody's job to ensure that we do not get to this point where people are recording shortages because we've been running this for many years in this country. And if somehow every time we have had vaccines, how come this time we don't have vaccines or there are shortages? I mean, you can't tell me that we couldn't predict that exchange rates was becoming a problem, a problem that funds was becoming a problem. And generally all over the country now, we know that all over the world there, there are hardships, but we are seeing that the children should be prioritized. And whoever is supposed to ensure that budgeting for vaccines is done, the monetary allocation is there, should do their job and make sure that they are there. Because already we have an issue with malnutrition because of the hardships, the current hardships. How much is an egg today? How much is meat today, a pound of meat? Fish. I mean, how are people going to... And all these, you see, when the immune system goes down, then you are more likely to have infections. And so we as a society are already worried about malnutrition and all those other social problems that are developing as a result of the hardship. And this vaccine issue is only going to compound things because you have children who have background mal- some background malnutrition their immune systems are already down and they are not getting the vaccines that they need to help them to even pre- yes prevent them from getting the infection so we are heading into a dangerous zone we will be we are talking now and we'll be talking more and more mm. Okay, so here's what I want to do, uh, because there's uh, Dr. Hadi also with us, and there's Dr. Thomas Anaba. Uh, let me start off with you, Dr. Thomas Anaba, uh, because your case is interesting. You, you practice up north uh, in a private facility, uh, but you also have that public experience, because you've managed a public facility before. Uh, first of all, tell us about what you're gathering up north. And also run us through the process of procurement because it's come up strongly. The Ghana Health Service says, well, we're not the ones responsible for doing the procurement. It's from the ministerial level. So just deal with those two issues for us. <laughs> Dr. Nabaka, can you hear yeah. Yes, okay, I can hear you now. Yes. Thank you. Yeah, thank you very much for having me and good evening to my co panelists and the viewers. Uh, as you said, uh, up here in the north, we are battling with serious cases of measles. I can tell you on authority that I have recorded two cases in my hospital who are elderly people, uh, one about 35 years, and the other one was around uh, uh, 80, uh, 20, 
25 years, uh, meaning that it goes with what we know about measles, that you can get it before five years, serious symptoms, you can get it above 20 years, serious symptoms. And they got very serious symptoms that luckily they have been saved. And other hospitals have equally uh, recorded such cases, and you, we know of the 80-something cases in northern Ghana that is hovering around, and we think that the infection is still ongoing, just that we have to alert doctors to have a high sense of uh, uh, suspicion on patients who come in with symptoms that are not that very common, especially the measles, uh, the whooping cough, and then the rest. As for polio, we can't have, we can't have any records now about polio because it will take time to manifest. Mm. But coming to your second question about procurement, I think uh, everybody in Ghana knows that uh, in the world knows that procurement of vaccine is limited only to government institutions like the Ministry of Health. It is the duty of the Ministry of Health to do its study to know the population growth, know how many children are born in a year, how many children are up to five years, how many children are up, uh, less than five years, to know when each child is going to get the vaccines. Then they can program to procure the vaccines down before it is time for the vaccination. So I think the duty lies on the minister to know that this is happening. They have storage facilities that stock all these vaccines. Once you give the last dose or the minimum levels, uh, the minimum levels have reached uh, its, its point, you have to trigger the process of already getting the, the goods uh, coming into the country. You don't wait for it to get to the red line before you import. You don't also wait for a uh, uh, vaccine to get shot before you start complaining. So I think that procurement is basically the duty of the minister, as said by one of the, my, the one who spoke before me. The minister must make sure he gets the money. Wherever you get it, he should. But I would say that we are fond of making so many mistakes when it comes to procurement in the ministry, especially vaccine. We make, we make those mistakes when it comes to procurement of coronavirus medication. Now, we are making the same mistake for a program vaccination that is worldwide understood that if you have these vaccines, this illness will not be manifested in your country. I don't see why a well-elaborated program for vaccination, which is not done by Ghanaians, is done by the whole world, is structured by the whole world, that Ghana should fail in implementing it, simply because we do not have money. Where has the money gone to? Why don't we know that? Why, why, are we not, why are we not blaming, for instance, the administrators of, for instance, our public hospitals? Uh, Dr. Hilda, uh, of course, says, well, it's not their fault. We've heard from Dr. Tinkran Chumi says, well, uh, just, just lay the, the blame squarely at the doorsteps of, of the ministry. But how about the, manage, the managers, those who manage the, the facilities as well? Bless it. Three months ago, I tell you, uh, around September, October, we raised alarms of shortage of vaccine in Ghana. You can go to the newspapers, you'll find it. They came out, the director of the public health of the Ghana Health Service came out to tell us that in two weeks we'll have all the vaccines in Ghana. So not that they've not reported. There's not even need reporting. They have a stock level in the ministry. And they know how it goes. Every region has a stock level. The ministry has a stock level at the medical stores. Once they see that the stock level is getting to critical levels, they know the birth rate in Ghana. They know the children under, under five in Ghana. So once the stock level is getting down, they must procure it. But it is a quarterly procurement. Once it is a quarterly procurement, I don't see why they should fail. It is something that is standard. It's like our salaries. It's like salaries of workers. Government have to plan to get the money ahead before they pay, the demand reaches. So if the government fails in providing the money, whether exchange rate has increased or decreased or whatever, it is the business of government to find the money. 
And we have the money. Let me tell you. COVID-19 gave us $10 billion excess. A $10 billion series excess. Where is that money? Couldn't they use that one to buy the, the, the vaccines? Didn't the minister pay for vaccines that wasn't existing? Now we have vaccines that are existing. And you are saying there's no money. That is why we are putting the blame on the government. Administrators in hospitals, you know very well how they are appointed. They are appointed politically sometimes. That they fear to raise alarms or else you lose your job. That is the situation in Ghana. And we all know it. We have to stop it. And, but I tell you, they are aware that the vaccine was getting short. Just that they were adamant in buying, thinking that they could use the money, misappropriate the money, and do what they want. I for sure think that it is not because of exchange rates. This should have been planned a year ago. The last year budget budgeted for, uh, 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 vaccines up to this year. I don't think that they will not budget up to this year. Okay. They always budget it in a way that it covers. When they read the budget in uh, last year, it had the money for procuring vaccines for this year. Where is that money? Well, interesting so questions you are. Yeah, interesting questions you're you're asking there. Uh, but but I, I can just imagine how the situation would be like for those who are within the inner cities as well. Uh, Doctor Habi, I'm sure that your group has been thinking about that. Dr. Hadi, if you're, you're with us, uh, I was just asking, I mean, your, your group as well, you're concerned about this. I'm particularly worried about those in the inner cities, deprived communities as well. How, how would they be coping by now? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've heard several... Good evening, uh, actually. Good evening to uh, Dr. Anna. Good evening to Hilda and then my, my good friend from the GRA. Um, our people have really been concerned um, about this and I've heard several stories where some of the mothers actually have visited these centers and uh, they didn't get the immunization. And, you know, we have to also contextualize it uh, where we are. We are surrounded by several uh, countries, especially um, in, in, in West Africa, our neighbors. Um, there, there is an aspect of uh, propaganda which has been going on when it comes to uh, Muslims. And that is why uh, diseases like polio are still an, uh, endemic in the northern part of, of Nigeria. And we are also worried by the fact that um, if you look at uh, situations in Burkina Faso and then Mali, where we're beginning to get influx of um, uh, refugees from those countries in, into you know, and we know that the acceptance level of vaccines in that in that part of of West Africa is has, has been quite a, a challenge. Right. And then also, as a neurosurgeon, I can tell you that some of the effects, the long term effect, the complications of this infection, it eventually comes to us. You know, and we are very worried. If you take measles, for example. Measles can lead to uh, brain damage in our children. Apart from that, as Hilda uh, spoke about, pregnant women can also get these diseases once their immune system is down and we have an outbreak of it. She can get it. And we know children can be born with a central nervous system disorder of, to put it in layman's, brain damage or spinal cord damage with all kinds of uh, malformation. You know, so I think that every step must be taken to make sure that these vaccines are available. For me, I, I have said that, look, if there is anything to sacrifice my salary for, it will be vaccination. Because 
I completed medical school about 18 years ago. And during my training, I did not see measles. And throughout my 18 years of practice, I didn't see measles. And, and I can tell you, I can't identify measles when I see one. You know, and we've, we've come too far, I mean, to, to kind of embarrass ourselves. The first time I heard about this was on Voice of America, and it's very embarrassing. And, and I think that people need to own up and, and be responsible. This shouldn't be happening to Ghana. You see, and, and we should all be concerned about this attitude from those who need to provide us with this person. Mm. I know that by 2028, the Gavi Foundation funding of some of these vaccines will be taken off for some countries which Ghana falls within, like those low middle income countries. And if by 2023 we are beginning to cite funding as a, as a problem, because the, the Gavi Foundation gives us almost close to 40, $40 million for this vaccine. So if the foundation by 2028 takes away that funding. How are we sure? If five years, five years even before that, we are struggling and we are citing uh, no funding as an issue, then it's, 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 we are really in deep trouble. Mm. And that is why I stand the Pediatric um, Society of Ghana's call that we must begin to have a ring fence funds. Uh, and, and make sure that our babies get it passed. Right. Uh, and let me just hold you right there because uh, that's the next phase of our conversation, the solutions. Uh, I would explore that with all of you, take your thoughts on this. But for those of you who are uh, with us on radio uh, and here on TV, uh, this is The Probe. We'll be back shortly. HD, the new exciting football channel is now available only on HD Plus and brings you football from around the world. Watch Sadio Mane and Daniel Kufitre in the top weekly match of the Bundesliga 1 and DFB Cup, Primera Liga, Copa de la Liga Profesional, C. Ronaldo in the Saudi Pro League, as well as daily sports news every other hour. Also, get updated on Messi and Mbappe on PSG TV and many more. Feely Feely on HD Plus Channel 151. HD Plus, the Feely Feely experience. Thanks for staying with us here on the poll. Uh, it's live on the Join News channel, also on Join 99.7 FM, and uh, of course, all of our social media handles. We're talking about the shortage of baby vaccines. By now, if you haven't heard already, there's an outbreak of uh, measles, which could have been prevented if we had uh, these vaccines in place. And of course, uh, as many as uh, over 90 cases recorded in the northern parts of the country already. Uh, we've been hearing from our experts here, hearing, uh, helping us with uh, that discussion, but I want us to move into the next phase of the conversation, which has got to do with the solution. How do we find an immediate solution to the problem? And Dr. Hilda, that's where I want us to start off from. Uh, your group is proposing uh, sort of a ring fence, that's how you call it, yes. a ring fence solution to yes. uh, this whole vaccination process. 
explain the mechanism to us and how it will work if, if our authorities take this seriously. All right. So essentially, it means that we are looking at it in a way that there's funding for it, so we budget or we set money aside for it, and that money is protected, so it's sort of fenced. There's a fence around it. Right. You don't touch it under any circumstances. If you're Has looking it been for touched money in from the past, or the well, <laughs> well, well, <laughs> well. So when I share the ad, you know what? There were people who were asking. Where is the EPI? Where is Ministry of Health representatives? Where, where are government, the government officials who are supposed to be answering to this? So they take a large responsibility for this because they are really responsible for ensuring that we have the vaccines. We are stakeholders and as for the society of Ghana, the children are a priority and we are their chief advocates, yeah. so we'll continue to talk about it. If someone is asking that question, I guess the solution mm. or the answer is very simple. Uh, the fact that, of course, Parliament this week yes. tried to, of course, get the uh, Minister for Responsible for Health, uh, he did not appear. Our indication is that that may happen in this coming week. So that's what we're hoping for. But yes. no comments, no statements as of now. So just to clear that out of the way. Uh, that, that's why we're not hearing from them. Uh, we, we don't know officially what's accounting for this. Uh, it's just a case that are reported. Um, um, I mean, Martis are pointing to the depreciation and other unofficial causes. But we haven't heard from the minister. Yeah, so we are all waiting to hear from them. But at the same time, we know what we need. What we need are the vaccines and we can talk, 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 but it's action that we are looking for. So whatever it will take for them to get us the vaccines like today or like yesterday, we need the vaccines because every day we risk having children die from these shortages. We risk them developing disabilities. We risk these infections infecting the elderly, the other people who are also vulnerable. So, How much time do we have? How much time do we have? So I think we have all heard or we're all told that oh, within about two weeks or so, the vaccines will come in. I think a week has gone already, a little more than a week has gone already. So we are hoping that this week we should see vaccines. But you and I can hope. We can do as much as we can to put pressure on the government and the powers that be, whoever is responsible to do the right thing and to get the vaccines for our children. Going forward, we all know, like we have done in the past, that the children need the vaccines. And it takes a lot of effort to even get to the point where people accept the vaccines and believe or know that it will be good for their children. So if we have gotten to this point, let's not go back. Let's ensure that we do not have any more shortages. Which, I mean, this is like going back, 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 back. And this it's an embarrassment. In, in a long time? It hasn't happened in a long time. Occasionally, you may hear one or two, but within a very short period, the vaccines okay, are there. You, you so we don't want to see the, that. Uh, the, 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 I mean, mode of spread, I mean, yes. of these kinds of yes. diseases that we're recording, for instance, measles. Yes. And you're pointing to the fact that it could be transferred. Yes. So to anyone at all? It, to anyone. You see, so if you have had the vaccines, okay. what it means is that you are less likely to get the infection than somebody who has uh, not had the vaccine, especially if your immune system is working well. You are not on any drugs that will suppress or bring down the function of your immune system. Then you are less likely to get the infection. And even if you get it, you are likely to get a milder form. Mm. 
compared to somebody who hasn't been vaccinated. And that is why it's really important. The BCG vaccine, which is for tuberculosis, for example, when we give the BCG vaccine, it doesn't prevent the children from getting tuberculosis at all. It just prevents them from getting like very severe forms or forms that spread. So let's say to the brain, to the bones, it prevents them from getting such kinds of tuberculosis. So it's really about protection. And it's like maximal protection in some cases and very good protection to prevent totally in other cases. Okay, uh, let me bring in Dr. Tinkranchum uh, because Doc, there's this aspect that we're not looking at and, and it may be my suggestion, uh, I mean just correct me if I'm wrong, that the point about uh, whether or not the supply of the vaccine itself is not dependent on any other factor. I'm asking the question because of what happened, for instance, during the uh, COVID period. The Auditor General reporting that, well, some funds were made available to an international organization for the supply of COVID-19 vaccines. We couldn't find the vaccines. So in this case, uh, what's your diagnosis of the problem? Is it the money aspect of it uh, or, I mean, the technology, quote-unquote, aspect of it? Well, we, we have been told that uh, there is money. Uh, this is our program vaccines, okay? It, it's not like the COVID-19, which was a novelty and we were struggling to get uh, uh, vaccines. Okay. These vaccines are really on the market. I think the problem has to do with liquidity, okay? Mm. Uh, and uh, urgent as it is, we need to stop everything and prioritize the life of the children because they are so vulnerable. Okay, so my solution is that government should just prioritize the life of these vulnerable children, provide whatever resources that is needed. Escuchas ese rugido? Sientes la experiencia de poder? La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. To procure them, but the vaccines are available on the market. Okay, to answer your question, but and, 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 the, and the supply is not dependent on any other agency. Well, mm. I don't think that, and as I said, these okay. things have been there for a very long time. Right. Okay, unlike the COVID nineteen vaccine that we had to go through certain agencies and even through uh, a, a middleman to be able to procure them and the rest of it, there are already established systems or channels of procurement when it comes to these programmed. Vaccines. Uh, uh, okay, we've been doing this for a very long time, so it is not premised on anything that will sort of impede, if you like, the availability of, of the vaccines. So, what government should do is prioritize. But what Doctor just suggested is brilliant, and I, I like the advocacy. But, and, and what we need to know is that it's uh, the, the fact that you mean the fact that we don't have to touch the the, fun, the funding for it. Exactly. Is it that you, the health association, suspect that something is, is untoward is happening, and that there's a temptation by some unseen hands to to dip their hands into that into that coffers? Not, not necessarily. You know, like what uh, Doctor uh, the neurosurgeon said, and hmm. um, um, we have been supported over the years. But the fact that we have attained medium, what do you call lower medium income status, tells you that. Some of the funding sources are going to dwindle. All right. So if this Gabby concept is dwindled, then we need to own the thing as, as, as a country. So that is where 
the suggestion being propounded by the doctor in your studio comes in handy. Where a specific amount of money can be designated for the purposes of procurement of program advancements uh, 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 for immunization. Fact that we know that this particular amount of money is just for this purpose. And, and that's where we need to inch towards because a time will come that we may not get the supply as we are getting right now and the support that we are getting right now. So basically that is what we need to do. And I think we need to stop everything that we are doing as a country and direct the money to the procurement of the vaccines for, for, for now. Because you see, it has replications. What we are seeing right now, it can lead to dire consequences. And the earlier we are rested, the better for all of us. I, I was just about to find out if the vaccines we're talking about are covered by the National Health Insurance Scheme uh, because the, MHIS is indicating that they've released, released some amount of money on that. Uh, how, how does it augment the, the processes to try and get the drugs? Uh, <clears throat> what I'm trying to say is that those program vaccines uh, uh, are free of charge um, and I, I don't think that it's premised on the fact that mm. one will have to be ensured before you can have it. I think it's for free. Uh, I, I remember those days that some of us were uh, participating in polyimmunization and the rest of it. Mm. We were moving here and there, distributing the buses. So, well, if health insurance wants to support, because the problem is about liquidity. So, right. if health insurance has money and they want to give some to government to procure the buses, they're better for it. All right. But I don't think that national health insurance, uh, whether they are here or not here, mm-hmm. should impede the, the, the procurement process. Then as a government should just give us money to go and buy the vaccine so that Ghana Health Service can distribute the vaccines accordingly, as they've been doing all the time. This is a very simple thing. So the minister should be ready to provide whatever resources that is needed. At least okay. we've, not, we've not heard from the minister. We don't know why he's hesitating to speak, but from... The perspective of the GRNMA, uh, your group, uh, what's your appeal to the minister, by the way? Well, our appeal to the minister is very simple. We think that um, we have been trained as professionals to administer these vaccines. And we cannot just go and sit down there. Mothers will come with their vulnerable children and will be, be looking at their faces. So, as an association, we are pleading with the minister to get us the vaccine so that we can work with it. All right, I would have directed the issue to Ghana Air Service, but of course, I mean, I know the procurement processes. Right. I know that Ghana Air Service uh, is handicapped when it, it, it comes to this. And that's why the, uh, the director of public health mm. said that uh, the vaccines are going to come in two weeks. Of course, he, he can only say something like that based on the promise that the minister or the ministry mm. has given. All right, and if the ministry does not go strictly by at the timetable that they set for themselves, then it will certainly affect the distribution. All what they need to do, or all what they, they, they are supposed to do, is to just get the vaccines and, and distribute. So if the one who is supposed to provide the vaccines is refusing to do the needful, then it will certainly affect the distribution as well. Okay. So the minister, I'm sure, perhaps, uh, he is working, he is supposed to be working, and I believe he is working to get the vaccines. Mm. Uh, Dr. Hilda, you you support calls that, well, let's not make this free. Allow people to pay for it, and that will ensure the constant supply of the vaccines. Did you side with those who are making such calls? No, no, not at all, never. Because this is a public health intervention. 
somebody's illness can infect you and you could have your money but you could die and many children come from homes where there's not enough money we know we have nhis but even that we have problems and we are even hoping that children under five years of age will have health care for free please don't think of asking people to pay for vaccines because it will be a public health disaster as it stands even with this shortage look at what we are seeing how much more if we go to a point where we have the vaccines but people are not able to afford it this please nobody should talk about so it's a no go area for in terms yes, of it's a no go area i do not think that children should be asked to pay for vaccines no no not at all it's the least that the government can do for its future protect your children how hard is that Okay, uh, Dr. Thomas Anaba, the, the commitments internationally that we, we've made as a country, um, of course, uh, the under five policy, uh, also which is flowing from the SDGs that we have uh, signed on as a nation to, do, do you feel that that's increasingly becoming under threat, uh, given what's happening in terms of this shortage of these vaccines? Thank you, yeah. I, I think, yes, it's becoming a threat to the SDGs because... We are not complying with uh, preventing preventable diseases that are highly contagious. We may spread it in Ghana and take it across to other countries. Uh, you remember very well the president said uh, we are going to be a nation uh, without uh, using AIDS, Ghana beyond AIDS, and now they are cutting the AIDS and it is affecting it. Quite apart from that, we are still getting funding for vaccinations. I don't know why we can't keep that money for such uh, programs and that money should get short and we are not getting the money in cities we are getting those monies in dollars so I don't see where the exchange rate matter should come in quite apart from that if we think we as a country cannot get money enough to buy vaccine for our children our generations to come I don't see why we should have money dedicated for projects that are not fundamentally important like building a cathedral I don't see even see why we should celebrate independence if we don't have vaccine for our children. I think we should use that money. I've seen other countries use money for independence to do communal labor, cleaning of all the communities. Why can't the government say, look, we don't have money for vaccines for our children. Let's cancel Independence Day celebration. I've made the money that is there, procure the dollars, and buy vaccines. We have programs going in this country that are not very, very essential. Dr. Anaba, would this not be far-fetched? It's not far-fetched, please. Can we be, can we, will you be happy in future if we don't, we don't have a generation to take over from us? Do you know what will happen to a child who gets polio today? In 10 years' time, 20 years' time, you'll be a disabled, probably on the street begging, increasing the burden on the streets, increasing burden on those who will be capable. We will have children who will have uh, uh, brain damage, who will be vegetables lying in their homes if they get measles. Will you be proud of that? It's not far-fetched. Independence Day celebration is to celebrate achievements. We've achieved that already, but we are going backwards. So we have to use the little money we have to rather cushion those who are very vulnerable, and nobody will say no. Who, which father would, which, which family would be unhappy if the father sacrifices to buy a car or celebrate his birthday and use the money to buy medicine for a child? No one would be angry with his father because of that. We won't be angry with President Akufu Addo if he sacrifices Independence Day money celebration money to buy vaccines for children. I'm coming from Garu right now, and I saw children marching 
They are spending money on so many things. They dis- and now a small business setback, delivered by a kind French stranger. Uh, monsieur, there was an accident. The windshield of your catering van is, uh, how do you say, kaput? But progressive as an extensive network of repair shops. Now, we sing about the old days. Brave marin, revient de guerre. When things go wrong with your small business, it's comforting to know you have Progressive Commercial. Get a quote in as little as six minutes at progressivecommercial.com. Croissance for everyone. Brave progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Coverage subject to policy terms and conditions. Tease with cars, baby fuel. Meanwhile, the very children in the homes are not going to get vaccines and are going to fall sick. And this is not a disease that... It's difficult to get. It's easily transmissible by touch, by cup, by even water, contaminated water. And we know many of our homes in Ghana don't get very clean water. And you can easily get polio if you are not lucky. So I think that the money is there. It's just that they have misappropriated it. And it, it, it pains some of them that a minister who has been misappropriating and mismanaging the health sector is still opposed and refusing even to come to parliament to answer questions about children who are vulnerable, who are at risk of dying because of vaccines that he has not procured. I think that something drastic must be done to the ministry, but government must look for the money to buy the vaccines quickly. If it is meant to cancel their trips, they should cancel it. After all, all the trips they've done have not yielded any results. We are, we are, we are being classified as junk when it comes to IMF and all those things. So let's, let's, let's rather protect our children so that they can be able to come and pay the loans that we are collecting. These are the children who are coming to pay for the loans we are collecting today. And we want them to fall sick. Who would then pay for it? So please, okay. I think that closing Independence Day celebration buying vaccines is nothing so much to ask for. Mm. Uh, and uh, Dr. Hadi, uh, the, the point about international organizations and how they could be of help at this moment, we know that UNICEF really uh, goes into such projects. Uh, there's also other international organizations that could be of help. Um, as of now, should, should, should we consider applying to some of these agencies to at least help us in the interim? Dr. Hadi, you'd have to unmute. Uh, if you can hear me, I'm just not talking about the international yeah. organizations. Yes. Mm. Yes, I, I, can, I, I heard you. Yeah, I mean, look, we already have support from these organizations. Mm. You know, it is part of our funding that sometimes government will not talk about. About we all know. I mean, for example, I mentioned the Gabi Foundation. Mm-hmm. They've been supporting us once less than forty million dollars. Okay. UNICEF has been supporting these programs. Hello. Yeah, you mean forty million dollars? You say? Yes. Yeah, so, yes, about forty. Yeah, forty million dollars. Okay, and and from all inf- information that that I have. These, uh, the purchase of these vaccines actually uh, predate, or it is, it's usually given uh, in the preceding year. Mm. So the vaccine funding for this year was already budgeted in 2022. You know, and, and I have been told that the NHIS had gone to Parliament to say that they had released the fund, and from all indication, they, re- they released the funds up to uh, December. So where is where is the money? Where is the money? Where is the money that the Gavi Foundation gave us? Where is the money that the National Health Insurance Service gives to government? This is the responsibility of the Ghanaian government. So if you have uh, institutions or quasi-government institutions like NHIS and then private international private 
institutions like the Gavi Foundation and UNICEF supporting us. So where is the money? That is what we should be asking our government. You know, and for me, for me, until the vaccines are ready, I think the media should not discuss any political matter. We should we shouldn't give the politicians any space to come and even discuss their aspirations. This should this should be the center issue in this country that every media house should be discussing. You know, I think that yes, initially we are trying to also look at the role that the healthcare workers played mm-hmm. in, in in some of these delays. Issues, but I yes. think the media has also been part of this. Yeah, because as I told you. The first place that I heard about this issue was on Voice of America. Meanwhile, the Pediatric Society of Ghana had released their statement as far back as 22nd of February. It's almost two weeks. Why aren't we discussing? Probably because, yes, we can forgive you because you are not healthcare workers. But look, the issue of vaccination for babies is serious. And if you want to have an idea of what it is, just look at the world mm. before we had the COVID vaccines. Correct. Look at how the world was. Look at how many economies right. And this is what we are doing to our children. You know, and what I fear most are even the endemic diseases that we are still fighting, like tuberculosis. Tuberculosis is with us in Ghana here. As for measles, I even said that it was, a, I thought it was remote because I have never seen one before. Mm. But just when we miss the timelines, we are beginning to get okay. them in our system. Right. But TB is here. So, so, so I, 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 and, and I'm ready. This is a promise I'm making to Ghanaians. I'm ready to do a one man demonstration. It's, it's something, I'm a very shy person. It's something that I've never thought of doing. But look, we must not fail our children. Mm-hmm. We must not fail them. Interesting points uh, you're, this, you're raising. It's not there. fair. Mm. And, I'm, and, and I'm grateful. But, but I just need to state that, of course, uh, here on Joy News, um, some of Wednesday or so, uh, Evans Menster was, was started this whole conversation uh, when, of course, we, we learnt of that statement from, from the society. Uh, so Joy News, obviously, is taking that lead uh, in terms of the matters. We need to go. Uh, Dr. Hilda. Oh, okay, so let me start off uh, with uh, Dr. Tim Kranchum. Uh, just... Uh, very br- briefly, uh, the way forward. W- what's your, uh, I mean, thoughts on, on on the way forward and what we should be considering immediately? Very briefly, sir. All right. So what I'm saying is that the government should just make this their priority. And, uh, stop. Will not inure to the benefits of the people of this country and provide the needed vaccines as urgently as possible for us to uh, give it to our vulnerable children. That's what I want to say. Thank you for giving me the opportunity. Uh, and I'm grateful, too, that you've been able to join us. Uh, for you, Dr. Anaba, briefly. Uh, thank you. I think this is what we call grass incompetence from the Ministry of Health and then facilitated by the government for ignoring the lives of our children who are born and going to work to pay the debts that we are accruing today and that they should quickly look for the money and buy the vaccines mm. to save our future days. Thank you. Okay, then. Uh, and, uh, of course, Dr. Hilda, for you. 
Yes, so what I'd like to say is that to the mothers and fathers at home, this is a good time to enforce the exclusive breastfeeding that we we keep talking about because breast milk offers some protection. Again, avoid overcrowding at this time. Don't take babies out if they don't have to be out to help to protect them. Now, for everybody else listening, I mean, this is a good time to rally around and let's get the right things done for our children. We shouldn't politicize this. This is something that is big and affects everyone. It affects the future. And so we should do all our best to ensure that yeah. we have the vaccines. That's what government, you know what to do. Yeah. Just get it done. Get the thank vaccines. Uh, in fact, I'm adding my voice to that as well. Uh, and we'll keep monitoring the space. But thanks to Dr. Hilda, to Dr. Hardy, Dr. Thomas Anava, Dr. David Tinkrancho. They are all doctors. I'm sure by next time we're having this conversation, I should be a doctor as well. As, but that's all we have for you here on the uh, probe. Uh, we'll see you again. Thanks to our radio audience and for those of you who who've monitored here uh, on the Joy News channel. We'll see you again. Bye-bye for now.